All right. Ladies and gents, thanks so much for tuning in to, I guess we can call this an emergency podcast situation. I mean, we were going to talk about the game regardless, but we thought it would be best to uh, hit hit record here, Jim, when emotions are high and our memories are fresh and we're wondering how and why the Cincinnati Bengals basically just clubbed the Buffalo Bills over the head with a two by four, Uh 27 to 10 really didn't do this game justice. They moved the ball at will. Uh, they were not stopped in any way, shape or form. I mean, really even the two field goal drives, it was uh, an overturned touchdown. That was pretty close. It was the one overthrow that Joe Burrow had, that would have been a wide open touchdown. So just just an epic disaster, a total meltdown, complete failure for Sean McDermott's defense. Fourth in a row. We've seen this before. We've seen how this plays out. This is a, a head coach and a team that's really been banging his head against the wall here now in the same moment, season after season after season after season. And I think a lot of fans are justifiably upset, fed up, and we'll, we're going to try to make sense of it all, Jim. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you want to start. Uh, we're going to get into everything. We can relive the moments, the plays, and I, I guess things really went south <laughs> right away. Uh, but we were just hanging out at Fatty Beer Company in Orchard Park uh, with our buddies Paul Daner Jr. and Jay Morrison of the Athletic, and we all just thought this was going to be a great game that comes down to the very end. Uh, it it right. was not. It was not. <laughs> Alas. It was uh, not. He- you know how every time Serena Williams and Venus would play each other in the finals and everybody swore this is going to be the best tennis match we're ever going to watch. And sometimes when the two, two of the best play, it just if the best is on and the other one isn't, that's the mismatch. And that's when it happens. We saw it today. To your point, there's nothing you can say. There wasn't one thing the Bills did that we all thought they might do. We thought they would take advantage of the Bengals beat up offensive line. They did not. Um, I did bring up on the podcast last night at Fatty Beer, Tyler, the one concern I did have with the Bills was their secondary. Um, and I, I think that's pretty true. I, that secondary needs some work. Um, obviously, no hide. Uh, th- that plays a part. But I don't know where you right now. This is like bottom barrel right now for Buffalo, um, for sure, as an organization where you got to take your lump. It hurts. Your goal is the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, you might not be close because this isn't the AFC Championship. You're not even at the conference finals yet, and you're getting whacked by one of the teams that isn't going to go away. Joe Burrow's not going anywhere. Mahomes isn't going anywhere. Until you can tell me how the Bills can get better than those two teams, this window that we talk about, they're now 0 for 3 in their window. Windows, if you're lucky last four years and they are entering year four of their window next year. And I do feel like for the first time where it is kind of closing a little more than it is opening. Would you agree or am I being dramatic? No, I mean the Cincinnati Bengals were the worst team in football in what? 2019. The worst team in football in 2019. And that was really the start of the bills run. I mean, that was the year they turned a corner. They got to the playoffs with Josh Allen they had the Houston Texans down 16 to nothing and they blew that game. And then they lost the AFC championship game and it wasn't even close. And then 13 seconds happened and Sean McDermott chokes in the moment 
And then this game happens where your team and your coaching staff, everybody does, doesn't even show up at home. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, it, I don't think we're being too harsh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're, yeah, separ- and we're separating I... the football from all the other stuff. Look, the, all the turmoil and all the adversity that the Bills had to deal with this season. No, unbelievable, right. unbelievably admirable, admirable what, what Sean and Brandon Bean and, and the whole organization did through the snowstorms and even back to the top shooting. And but that's, that's a separate conversation. I mean, we're talking about the football. We're talking about what happened in this, in this playoff game, because it's the same problems that show up again and again with everything on the line. I mean, what have we been saying for months, Jim? It's not about September. It's not about October. It's not about November. I mean, what happens in this game in this moment means a hundred times more than anything else. And it's the same issues that keep rearing. It's like, I don't even know where to start. I mean, for me, it's, it's the, um, what's the right word I'm thinking of here? Um, just the ethos of your team. And I mean, you, you derive everything from your head coach, right? A team takes on the personality of your head coach and maybe this hit people, maybe it didn't, but at the end of the first half to, did not go for it at midfield. I should get the I should get the right yard line up here. I don't want to miss. Oh, you, Tyler, could I? What if I actually defended him on that one? Yeah, no. Let's, I, let's talk about this. No, let's talk about because I so, hate. I'm with you. You know, I hate punts. You know, in so the, was, in the gambling world, we call punts quiet quitting. Fourth and ten at the Cincinnati 41 yard line with 40 seconds to go in the first half. You're trailing 17 to seven. And you punt, and you get Cincinnati pinned at the nine. So if you really do have your finger at the pulse of your team, if you really do understand where this game is going, you know you can't stop a nosebleed right now. You can't. Your defense is completely on the ropes. You you need to chase points. The ball has crossed mid, midfield. Your offense has something a, a little going, right? I mean, they – you started at your own 20 on that drive. You have some time to work with. Um, yeah. So just, just tr- believe your, believe in your players. Go for it. Instead, you punt. And Cincinnati gets back up at their nine, and they're like, all right, screw it. Let's give it a shot. They move it 44 yards and 40 seconds, and at least had a shot at a, at a Hail Mary. So, that, I mean, that was one moment. And then the, the other moment is I, – and I, I get it. It's easy to criticize punts, but it just speaks to the mindset of a team when – then you're down 24 to 10. You haven't stopped them at all. It's the fourth quarter. You're you're in the fourth quarter and you punt again. Fourth and two. I get it. You're at your own 20. I should say there was, I guess they punted with two seconds left in the third quarter. But you're 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 giving it, you're giving the ball back to Cincinnati. Um down by 14 when you haven't stopped them all game long. Like you, you really think that you're going to get two stops in the fourth quarter. That's my point. It's no. just, yeah, this game is, um, become something you didn't expect. And again and again and again, you just, you, you just played to delay the loss. You just kind of pushing it down the road. Right. <laughs> And yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I, and I get the argument that, Hey, if you, if you don't get it there, it's game over fine, but play to win. It's the playoffs. You've got Josh Allen. You've got Stefan Diggs. 
go for it. And they didn't. And this is what yeah. happens again and again with this team. You really saw it two years ago in that AFC championship game with the chip shot field goals. Um, you saw it and been blowing the lead against the Texans. You saw it obviously in 13 seconds, but this passiveness in the moment, it permeates every orifice of your organization. And if Sean McDermott is the coach, I guess this is just what you have to expect at this point. The, the, the punt before halftime, tough one. I'm with you. Go, just go for it. Keep that. They were rolling pretty well. I, I, I could live with a go for it there. His thinking obviously is field goals too long. That, that wasn't an option. Because if you miss that, obviously, that they could score. So you're either going to go for it or punt. I was surprised. I was surprised on the punt. But I then I thought about it. I said, okay, you're getting the ball to start the half. You're thinking, okay, let's just worst case this. Let's, let's just get the half. We get the ball to start. Let's come out. Let's get that first drive touchdown, not field goal. First drive touchdown in the third quarter. Because, Tyler, we talk a lot about the middle eight in the NFL. The last four minutes of the second quarter and the first four minutes of the third quarter, a game can flip. It's called the middle eight. And when you have the ball like the Bills did, they, they were in prime to flip the game in their favor. If they could have gone down the score before that half, a touchdown, then they get the ball to start the second half. With momentum, another touchdown, that's how the game flips. But if you really study it, it went the other way, where the Bills – you know, they, they stalled out, punt the ball. Then they come out in the second half, three points. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Because to your point, there wasn't one second of that game where you thought the Bills looked good on offense. Like, at any, they were fighting for every yard they were getting, yeah. where the Bengals are just lighting you up. I mean, it, it felt like you had to score, score. Um, surprise on that third, that third quarter punt. I'm with you on that. I don't know what would have told you you thought you could stop them. You needed two yards. I get it. You're at your two own Two yards. 20. I'm with you on this, though. I'm with the you. The game feels I, as some over point, punting than it, yes. that is, it would be not getting the Yeah. It, this isn't week 10. This isn't week 10. This is last game. Like, this is it. This right. isn't week 10. I'm with you on that. There's certain times where you throw it out the window. You throw out the where I'm at on the field. This is the team that has fought all year. We're here. This is our shot. We're not. St- I, I'm with you. Sometimes you got to make an out outside the box, <laughs> crazy whatever. But why'd you pay the quarterback if you don't ever want to go for it? Well said. Why? Why are you? <laughs> why? Why are you building everything around Josh Allen, giving him that blank check, making him the face of the city in every possible way, when you don't think he's capable of getting two yards in a do or die playoff game? Why even do all that? It makes zero sense. Great. But, 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 but we shouldn't be surprised. This is what we've seen out of this team. There are well, some coaches who aren't afraid in the moment when everything's on the line. And there are some coaches who are terrified of the moment when everything's on well, the line. Do you think? Am I being, am I being hard, Jim? No, Maybe no. I'm, I'm more th- no, let's. Yeah, no, let's. I think. The, the initial reaction right now, right? It's a little fresh. Let, let's let it play out. I mean, they were, they're one of three or four teams that are built to win a Super Bowl. I mean, they are built to get to the Super Bowl, but it doesn't seem like it's heading that direction. I feel like the Bengals in Kansas City seem a little more just solid right now is what you're getting, especially at the quarterback position, which 
I sit here every week and talk about Josh Allen, but I mean, at some point, how can you, I had to stop defending Aaron Rodgers at some point. As, as far as, look, I, I can't defend this playoff craziness. At some point, I'm going to have to say, I think Joe Burrow, he might, he's better than Josh Allen. I mean, it can be as simple as that sometimes where yeah. Mahomes and Burrow are better. Yeah. I mean, that could be what the Bills are facing, where they do have a great quarterback, but is he better than the other quarterbacks in the AFC? You know, I have a hard time. I mean, I'll criticize Josh Allen. He didn't play well. He was not as good as Joe Burrow, not even close. But I feel like, um, I mean, the gut gut reaction, the the, the, the defense just I agree with you. like uh, butter to the Cincinnati Bengals. As they, their defense, they, that's they, a great point. It their was defense a pathetic, is insane. It was a pathetic performance. In, yeah. Because you saw it right away. It didn't matter yes, if they were throwing or they were running. There was no misdirection. There was no trickeration. It's not even like they were trying to, you know, out scheme you. I mean, granted, the touchdown to Hayden Hurst was a pretty cool play design. Pretty, what they did cool. to kind of bait Tredavious White to come up, you know, on Jamar Chase, and then there goes Hurst. But I mean, Joe Mixon's just running right at you. It's not these aren't counters. These aren't jet sweeps. And I mean, Tremaine Edmonds is just getting washed out of the play. I don't think you pay him if if they throw. A lot of money at him. That would be foolish at this point. Same with Ed Oliver. They're going to lose some players now, too. You're going to have to replace some guys. Uh, because this is what you judge your team on. You judge your team on this game. You don't judge your team on a number one uh, pass defense ranking in the regular season or an overall de- If you want to go feast on, you know, a, a three- or four-win team in, in the conference, go ahead, but... This is what it's about. This is this is about the playoffs. And the Cincinnati Bengals, look, they had oh. issues on their offensive line. They're missing three starters. That was what everybody talked about all week. How are they going to handle this? Oh, no problem. We're just going to implement a game plan that, you know, gets the ball out of Joe Burrow's hand quickly. We're going to run with Joe Mixon early. We're going to mix that in and have some really good balance. Let me just pull that up quick. So, yeah, I mean, the funny thing look, is, look at it. They threw, I mean, Burrow was. 23 of 36 for 240 with two touchdowns, no picks. They ran the ball 34 times. Joe Mixon had 20 for 105 and a touch. So great balance. And then, yeah, Buffalo had injuries in their secondary. Uh, if that's being used as an excuse, no, deal with it. That's been all you. Be. Right. No. You've had injuries early the in run- the year. That running, yeah, I think that running, the Bengals running the ball like that, that's a concern for the Bills as far as with those offensive linemen being out. It's not about Joe Mixon. He's obviously a talent. But when you're missing that many starters up front, that offensive that line should have been dominant. That's when you that's when you dictate it. That's when you get a little excited as a D-line, like, we're going to wreck this game. We'll wreck this game for Joe Burrow. Did nothing. I didn't notice any type of anything. I thought that first that first series, he didn't have a nice little step up in the pocket slide and. I mean, Chase was crazy open, but, you know, Burrow's maneuver was nice to make that play. But, I mean, I just didn't feel like it was even – was there any part of you that thought the Bills were going to get this done? I mean, it just looked like a mismatch the whole time. Yeah, it, it really did. Burrow was sacked once, but it didn't even really look or feel like a sack. He kind of like stepped up in the pocket and was taken <laughs> right, down right. a few yards behind the line. No. Other than Look, that, I, I can't think of him getting hurried, no. pressured, rushed, sacked. 
Um, you know, he he is everything that we've been praising him as, right? So a quick decision maker, and knows where to go with the ball, takes what you give what you give him. Everything. I think that what was the stat? At in the first quarter alone, I think he completed ten passes to seven different receivers in the first quarter alone. So right out of the shoot, it's scanning the whole field, examining all my options, and surgically killing you. <laughs> it's there was I mean T. Higgins. Yeah. Samaje Pirine, Hayden Hurst, Jamar Chase. I think it's just a let me ask you this, Jim. If you're if you're a Bills fan listening to this podcast, would you be are, are you more demoralized by 13 seconds because you had a team that season you knew was feeling it that could not be denied offensively, anyways? Or are you more demoralized sitting here today, tonight, I'm sorry, Sunday night as we record this? Because it just feels like the Bills are a lot further away from the Super Bowl now than they yeah. were last year. Yeah. And now you're going to lose guys that you're going to have to replace. And those guys you're replacing were a reason that you lost this game anyways. Stephon Diggs is yelling at Josh Allen on the sideline. He's not talking to reporters afterward because he's so mad about the law. Like, he's supposed to be a leader of your team, right? He's been praised up and down as a leader. You know, he's he's one of the guys that's given this team the swagger and the toughness and that attack mode mindset that they've lacked for so many years. And we thought we think he has this, this loving, great relationship with Josh Allen. He's going after him. He didn't get the ball. Um, I don't know. I, I think it, this almost feels a little more demoralizing because it just seems harder to get back to this point. In the future, because Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they're not going anywhere, obviously. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they've they've adopted and adapted and moved on from Tyreek Hill just fine. They'll be here to stay. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, they're only going to get better. Uh, Miami, Mike McDaniel just took you to the limit with Skylar freaking Thompson. He's going to get Tua back, we think. They'll, they're not going anywhere. What if the Jets get Lamar Jackson? I, you, we could play this game all day. I, I, that, it just makes me a little more worried if I were to be a Bills fan right now, now compared to last year. Where, where, where That's is this right. team going to get better? Where is this team going to improve? Yeah, I like where you went with that because think about last year where you're devastated. Okay, but you knew, like, you come out of that game like, that was crazy. We should have won that game, blah, blah, blah. We know how good we are. Oh, let's add Von Miller. Excitement, excitement. Okay, we're loaded. Super Bowl favorite. Here we are at the end of the season. Von Miller's hurt, doesn't play. Micah Hyde's been hurt, doesn't play. Leaders, leaders. Poyer, step slow this year. Saw it show up a little bit in coverage, in, on, in space. He never was a burner. Micah Hyde either. I talked about this, where I don't know if I see that team speed in the secondary like I used to. I felt like those guys used to fly around the ball hawks. Uh, Trey White doesn't look the same. So the whole feel of the team is different coming after this game than last year's game, where last year you said, no, we can do this. Let's just build, build, build. Well, they did, and the results are worse. And this is now you're feeling like now the pressure is extremely – I mean, you're feeling it in that building now. As GM and head coach, you are officially like, okay, we got we got to get this right. 
I mean, we have to get this right, especially when you're looking at a coach, Dable, that you talked about, too, that he was in your building. You know, I mean, that's always going to you're going to think about it. You're going to think when you invest in the quarterback. Usually you want that quarterback in OC and all those guys are usually synced up if the head coach isn't an offensive guy. Sean is not. So the OC becomes even more important. So I just think there is a lot more question marks this year after this loss, a lot more questioning of themselves and where they're heading. All of a sudden, you're going to see Edmonds possibly leave, Ed Oliver leave. That now come the articles. Now comes some Brandon Bean. Hey, you whiffed on those. Like, I mean, if it was anybody else on those first round picks, you get crushed. But those are first round picks that don't, I don't see that the impact those guys have. Maybe other people do. I haven't seen it. Uh, Boy, Edmonds was just bullied. I don't ever see game. Oliver. I see Oliver with a flash play once every couple games against a right. bad team. I, I don't ever notice him, but. And that's, you know, um, that's the middle of your defense, right? That's the no heart doubt. of your defense. And, I, and how, where did Cincinnati just punish the Bills? Right up the gut, right up the middle. Everywhere. And everything yep. came so easy. You know, in the so, run game and the pass game, really. Agree again. But you just kind of uh, got to my next point on Brian Dayball. I, I feel like you you wonder if where this offense exactly gets back on track because I, I think it's it's not even really up for debate that Brian Dayball clearly had a lot to do with Josh Allen's success. And look, put the numbers up side by side, 2021, 2022, they look the same. No. If you watch this team week in and week out, it's a different offense. It's a different quarterback. There's no rhythm, no flow of before. It's, it's big player bust. And when the big play isn't there, when Gabe Davis drops that bomb on third down and you, you lose that, what do you have? You, you, you don't have what it's, Joe Burrow and the Bengals have. You don't have an offense no. that's just going to you know, kill you with no. a million paper cuts. That, that doesn't exist. With Brian Dayball, you had the short to intermediate passing game. And it was really, really good. And you had a Cole Beasley with a little juice left still. That's gone. I mean, he's he, he took that to the New York Giants. And he took a team that everybody, you know, thought would maybe be the worst in the NFL to the playoffs and a playoff win. So, you know, is it, you're not going to fire Ken Dorsey, obviously. Nah. you got to get better on offense. And where do you get better? How do you get better? You know what I think they have to do, Jim? And we're really getting ahead of ourselves with this one because there's months to discuss. Oh, I can't do all you doing off season. Draft offensive players. <laughs> Sign offensive players. Yeah. They've been drafting yeah, defense tough. year in and year out. Go go take a I, weapon in the first round, right? You passed on some weapons these past few years for defense. And where did that get you? It got it, it got you creamed by the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs in your own house, is where it got you. It's fair. Everything you just said is fair. And I think it's time to, I think that these drafts are going to get um, analyzed a little more right now. I think it is time to look at all these deep because they have, I mean, we sit there and talk about every defensive lineman they draft. They're just Jersey numbers at this point. I'm not, I just don't see impact on these guys. Like I like Rousseau and bad, like these guys show, they look like good rotational players to me. I'm just not seeing this down in, down out impact that you need to see from guys that you're investing in. It'd be different right. if they were, you know, it's it'd be different if they were undrafted 
guys coming in and, and contributing, that's different. These guys are high picks. So don't, you know, you need something out of them. And I know, and I know, um, Rousseau had, I mean, he had production. He did have some numbers this year. He had production numbers, mm-hmm. but I think production and impact are different. That's where those numbers can be so misleading. I mean, and I mean, where, where, where was Kyrie Elam this year? They, they were really counting on him at, at corner. I mean, Tredavious White comes back from injury and, you know, he's working through his, his health. They never really had a cornerback step up. The safeties got a little older. You know what I can't get past, though, too? This divisional round, the final eight, seven of the eight head coaches were offensive-minded head coaches. One was not, unless my math is wrong. One was not, Sean McDermott. And this is a team, a defense, that just gave up 30 first downs, 3-0, 30 first downs, 412 yards, I mean, 27 points that, like we said, he easily could have been more than that. Uh, there was there was no resistance whatsoever. I mean, they, they didn't force a turnover. So if, if that's your specialty, if that's your calling card, and this goes back to last year, I get it. The coin flip didn't go your way, but your, your defense wasn't stopping anybody in that game. They, were, they weren't stopping anything in Arrowhead. The year before, they weren't stopping anything. Mm-mm. And the year before that, Deshaun Watson feels like it was light years ago that he was with the Houston Texans. It does. It does. It does seem like a different. I mean, and guess what? He's 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 busting free and finding Taiwan Jones for the play of the game, who is now your special teamer. Now he's on the. Yeah. It's been a while. It just made me, it's been a while. That was really funny. It, it's almost like yeah, remember when Deshaun Watson was good? Yeah. Um, because God, he looked so bad this year, but um. Uh, yeah, to your point, this def everything has defensively. And I'm not yes. saying the guy needs to be fired, right? No, no. There's no, a no. lot of good. There's a lot of stuff that Sean McDermott had to deal with this year, and he handled yeah, everything no, not beautifully. No. Right? I mean, because that's where these people just need to be held accountable. Because this is a team. Let me ask you this: that has a Super Bowl Super Bowl window wide open, and now you're talking four years of not taking advantage of that window. Does he do something with Leslie Frazier? I mean, somebody might be a scapegoat, right? That's what I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. Him. That would be – that would be extremely soft of Sean. Because it's his defense. He implements That would be extremely soft if he makes Leslie Frazier the scapegoat. Right. Do you think we'll it leave happens? it at that. Do you think it happens? I don't. I don't. I think I don't because here's how I, I don't think it happens. But would I would I be surprised? And can we do another emergency pod if it does? So I could talk about Sean being soft on that. Yeah, I would like to because that would be the coward head coach move that happens when they feel pressure. Yeah, you know the, the coordinator goes first, right? Completely, it would be like. You know, Andy Reid firing Eric Bieniemy, or you know, think well, of an offensive coach who has. Well, st- yeah, there you go. Like even even like, if that coordinator is calling the plays, it's it's your offense. Like you were, you were hired for this. This is your specialty, and you can even go more granular with Sean and and the secondary, the corners. Like that's 
always been a special babies. Kid. Those are all his babies. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but it's not the end of the world. It's not, it's just, we talk about it so much on this show, how hard it is to get back to even where you were the year before. Just think about game one next year for Buffalo. Like, can you even imagine really, like, how do you get excited for the first game of the regular season? Exactly. You're the Buffalo Bills. I mean, your goal, you're officially hot right now as far as the hot seat. You officially need to get to a Super Bowl in the next year or two to justify the owner and what you paid the quarterback and justify to the owner what the owner sees as a Super Bowl type team. So and you got this new officially on that you're Yeah, oh, Tyler, it's official. It's official. Window closing, pressure on. It's all happened. It's all official now. I don't think anything else. I don't think anything crazy. I don't think firings. I don't think any of that's about to happen. But I think it's the first official hot seat moment for Sean. As far as entering it, he's entering it next year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just is. I, I can feel what the fans are feeling right now. Because Tyler, you point you're out seeing the same thing. Yes. It's yes. a coach getting puckered up Agreed. in the moment, getting tight. Agreed. And that's not the way you can operate in that moment. It's just not. <laughs> so wait, all right. You don't you don't play to delay <laughs> the loss. You play to win the game. And they they've got personnel issues to handle and, and maybe they, you know. You get Von Miller back. But not drastic. Yeah, nothing drastic, though. I mean. Right. I I just fear, you, you you wonder if they let the better coach out the building. If we're just going to cut right to it. Brian Dayball. Did the better coach leave one Bills drive? Try to get that number 17 to answer that question. If you get number 17 to answer that, he's. I think he's the only one that can answer it truthfully. I take that back. He's not the only one. Get Diggs. Maybe that's why Diggs got the hell out of the locker room and refused to talk to reporters. Didn't want to be honest. Would have been. It would have been good to hear. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't think Diggs is going. Diggs is not going to say anything bad about seventeen. No. There's some soul searching to be had for several months here, and. We'll get into everything. Tyler. It's just Tyler, I know it, man. It's it's look, we what we love about this, you know, we are Bills heavy, but we're also NFL heavy and we still haven't, you know, I'm so fired up to watch the rest of these games as everybody else is, but it hurts being here. You know, we we do you know, we were there last night. We both predicted the Bills to win and I I didn't see this at all. I'm not gonna lie. I mean no, <laughs> I don't have no. to lie. That, the the bet like we talked about the bet slips will show. I thought the Bills could win. Um, a no show. That's a good point. I didn't see that coming. Hmm. So, which what does that come back to? I think it comes back to coaching. A no show to this degree, just a, a, a lethargic, like as you said, blah blah blah. It performance was where it, it just was, is, ugh, like. You know, apathetic. Um, yeah, I think that that comes back to coaching as well, one way or another. So I, 
It'll be interesting to see what Sean McDermott has to say about this loss. Obviously, he didn't say too much about the last one in Kansas City. That was execution, and you know, media didn't get answers. Fans didn't get answers. Hell, players and coaches internally didn't get answers. Uh, I, I think um, you know he's going to have to fix some things himself this offseason with this team, and I, th- I think it just starts with being aggressive, playing to win, but we probably shouldn't hold our breaths that that's going to happen when they're in the playoffs next year. Plus, don't hold your breath for 365 days anyways. That's a long time. All right. Don't gamble. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I did not touch any of the games. Good so for you. I'll, I'll You're, I'm, you. I'm, do it because it's, it's, I mean, look, never stops, but it's why I love it so much that you could sit there and we had everybody last night on that show. We knew everybody up there has watched <laughs> the Bills and Bengals enough to know everything about everybody. Yeah. None of us saw a blowout. None of us saw that coming. So anyway, don't gamble. And we have some good, uh, we're going to have some good stuff coming though with, uh, for Western New York, because I think this is the first official. There's going to be some breakdowns. There's going to be some guys leaving. There's going to be some analysts coming. We haven't seen on some of these drafts and moves. So definitely. And we're going to, you know, keep things going with the podcast. The rest oh, yeah. of the way here, um, you know, obviously the podcast arm of, of go along here. We are usually pretty Bills heavy, but I know we've got a lot of Cincinnati Bengals uh, listeners and fans out there as well. And, I mean, a fun team, a relatable team from a small market. If 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 you're from Buffalo, Joe Burrow just seems like a guy that is not going to be denied this year. I, I can't wait for that AFC championship game, man. I mean, Burrow, <laughs> Mahomes. I wonder, I, for some reason, I don't think Joe Mixon, I, I don't think he still knows who Sean McDermott is. Oh, man. And that, gotta, that doesn't mean a lot that to story everybody. People missed it. We, let's, 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 it's probably too soon. Let's let it die out a little and then we'll get, maybe the okay. Bengals next week before, when we preview the Bengals, Chiefs or whoever, whenever we do the Bengals, we'll, we'll tell that story, but too soon right now. Yeah. That, that's a But I tell story. you what, I mean, he just, Watching him run the ball, he's so good. Joe Mixon, I mean, they are so loaded on offense. The Bills need that type of back. Like, Cook is, he runs, he runs, he doesn't run big, Cook. Like, he's not a nasty runner, in my opinion. And Singletary's definitely tough, but he just isn't built to just dominate. Like, Joe Mixon, I'm I'm telling Telling you, Tyler, it's one of the best running back pro day workouts you will ever watch. He ran routes like a he ran routes like a two hundred pound you know slot receiver, getting in and out of cuts and snatching the ball naturally with his hands away from his body. Like I'll never get that picture out of my head to see somebody two hundred thirty some pounds running four four with agility and route running skills, and he's a run. He, I'm just this guy is the complete back. And he really is. Anyway, sorry. I just got excited about Joe Mixon for no reason, but we're wrapping up. You know, that that should probably be a, a story I look into. He he is just the quintessential well, everything and, back in every way. And, Catch a little. And what he dealt with with that incident, which oh, is the yeah, gross. Well, it's gross. Really- it is it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Trust me. We went we uh, we dove deep into this thing. 
So Devin Singletary and James. Oh, I'm sorry, Jim. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You're good. Singletary, yeah, no. Singletary and Cook, 11 carries for 37 yards with a long of eight. That was your run game. At home. Not going to do it. This is kind of when you saw things going a little south for Green Bay at Lambeau Field. Right? If if you bring a team to Lambeau, usually they would just kind of, you know, curl up in the fetal position and give up. And then you started seeing Green Bay kind of losing that battle in the trenches and not really running the ball well, not really stopping the run that well. You've you've got to stay tall. I I know I'm an old soul and all that. Make fun of me all you want. I feel like you still have to be tough in (laughs) the middle, like in the trenches, up the gut. And the Bills just, they really aren't. Not against these teams, not against the best teams. Ed Oliver, Tremaine Evans on one side of the ball. Total lack of a run game on the other side of the ball. Just very weak up the middle. That defense didn't stop anything today. And that is, that is, I mean, to your point, that's unacceptable for what you've invested in that defense to look that, to be, to to look like a mismatch. That can't happen. A total no show that will now be on the Buffalo Bills mind for several months. And the Cincinnati Bengals advance to the AFC championship game. And as we record this, Dallas has a 6-3 lead. Did they just miss the extra point too, Jim? Oh, my God. Don't tell I'm me. I'm not watching. Person. I've got it on. Yep. <laughs> he missed the extra point. No, he oh, didn't. Oh, no. He missed it. He missed it. He missed it. No. They oh, said Jerry Jones. Had me. Jerry Jones. Somebody said Jerry Jones talked to him before the game. Went, yeah, went right down on the field because that's a very normal thing for owners to do if you didn't, if you didn't know that. Here he is. He's got on the left hash. I just rewound it. Looks confident. You can't make that up. Oh, it was. They might not be able to put him back in. Was it blocked? Might have been blocked here. I'm having a tough view. That would be his only saving. <laughs> that would be the only thing that could save him. Let's see. Oh, that's all right. That's great. People obviously know what happened by the time when we got this here. This is for our. Blocked. Block. There you go. See, he's fine. Jerry Jones. He's off the hook. He's good. Fine. Now Jerry Jones has to talk to the special teams coach to get the blocking right. <laughs> it'd, it'd be funny if Jerry just literally went down there and took, just starts coaching took special teams. hat, just popped it on. I got it from here, coach. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, God, we really can't thank hey. you enough for tuning into the podcast. No. We're reading everything no. and. We're going to have a lot the rest of the way. Uh, I'll also be traveling to Phoenix myself to cover the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. Can't wait for that. Uh, a lot of long form coming and you know, we'll, we'll examine the Buffalo Bills season in print as well as we did last season. Oh yeah. Season. Plenty more. Thanks so much, everyone.